it's Mo. How are you? I'm good, Mo. How are you doing? I'm okay, but listen, I'm in the middle of a personal crisis here. I just got my first speeding ticket in like maybe 10 years. And you know me, I play it safe on the roads. I didn't think I was going that fast, but this cop was very adamant that I was excessively speeding. Now, I'm suspicious that the cops are cracking down on speeding more so than they have before. Am I crazy for thinking that? Well, I'll tell you, I've seen police parked and conducting speed enforcement in locations that they don't normally have speed enforcement. And I think there's a lot of factors at play. And you're not the only one who's got a speeding ticket in the last little while. I will tell you, it's, uh, you know, who knew that uh, along with a pandemic would be would come a pandemic of people getting speeding tickets. So a number, of things, <laughs> a number of things we've seen. So like there's locations that the police historically in Vancouver, for example, have decided were not safe places for them to conduct enforcement. But with the lighter okay. traffic, you know, it's, it's safe for them to do it. So, for example, at the north end of Canby Bridge, I've seen a police officer there a few days uh, with a motorcycle parked in sort of a, in the, in the uh, right-hand lane that's going to be the right turning lane onto Beatty Street, where they normally would hmm. never park. But, the, you know, traffic's a little bit lighter. They don't have to worry about getting run over there. Uh, so they're in these locations that they normally wouldn't be. The other thing, of course, is how hard is it to pick somebody off when it's, you know, one or two vehicles coming across the bridge instead of, you know, 120 uh, every minute or so. There's a bunch of things that are happening uh, that are leading to a lot more speed enforcement. And, you know, I, people have been asking me, uh, why is this happening in a pandemic? Why is <laughs> all, of, all of this speeding. And I mean, enforcement is one issue, but that's, that's not the only issue, right? Like last time that we had a pandemic like this, like H1N1 and SARS did not get us off the roads. Maybe the Spanish flu did, but there was, there was no radar or laser or cars to speed. Um, right. So is it, is it a matter of there being less traffic so people are just driving faster? Well, it's not just that. Remember, police officers are not spending their time in the detachment because they can't oh, hang out together. Right. They're not going for donuts yeah. together. You know, they're, they're not <laughs> drinking coffee in the detachment. There was a, uh, a retired senior officer uh, from the Vancouver police who became a private investigator. And he told me uh, that he never worked so hard until he became a private investigator. He didn't know what hard work was. He said when he worked for the BPD, he spent most of his time on the phone and they played practical jokes on each other. And he said they'd go home and they think they really, you know, thin blue line, they held it all together. Uh, <laughs> he said most of the days they just spend in the detachment drinking coffee, talking, and, uh, and uh, playing jokes on each other. Wow. But, you know, they're, they're outside <laughs> now, right? You know, they're, they're all outside. Nobody's hanging out in the detachment together because you, 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 know, you can't be hanging out in the detachment together. Do you think our driving behavior has changed, though? Like, because of maybe less traffic on the roads, we are driving faster? Does that have anything to do with it? Or do you think it is just more enforcement new types of enforcement where you're saying they're in different locations where they wouldn't be before? Well, I think there's two things that are happening, maybe, or more. Um, one of them is the less traffic, right? You know, you've driven on this road all your life. You know this road. You know it's safe. There's nobody on the road. You can, you can punch it a little bit. Um, yeah. Or, you know, you've, you've always wanted to drive a little faster on this road. Now there's nobody there. That's part of the issue. But another <laughs> interesting thing that's happening, and this is a, you know, sort of a, an issue of, of um, the way that our, our, our norms change in certain 
dynamic situations, you know, all of our understanding of the way our society functions has changed a little bit. We've been hmm. uh, for, forgiven if we can't pay our rent. Um, you know, we've been forgiven if we can't come to work because we've got a cough, which is, you know, the right thing to do. Uh, and sort of people feel like they're going to be forgiven. You know, you, you, you can't insure your car. Uh, you can phone your auto plan broker. They'll insure it. They'll mail you your sticker. It'll last, you know, you'll get it in a week. Um, and you could drive around with expired plates, right? You know, Whoa, you, you crazy. Forgive, well, you can right now. Uh, huh. being, I didn't know well, you could do that. Yeah, well, right now you can because the ICBC, uh, all of the insurance offices were closed from mid-March. Right. So, right. you know, I reinsured one of my vehicles. They mailed me the decal. I, I, I phoned the guy and he emailed me the documents. But, you know, it was an issue of I was allowed to drive around on an expired decal for five days before my decal arrived. So I think people yeah. are thinking, they're thinking that they're going to be forgiven. They think that the norms mm. have changed enough that they're going to be, oh, you know what, I can get away with this. It's a pandemic. They're not going to give me a ticket during a pandemic. Who, what police officer wants to walk up to my window and take my driver's license? Apparently this one. Well, the one <laughs> this one that you. I just encountered. One who got you. Yeah, you know, it's stressful when you get a ticket, isn't it? Like It, it, it is, yeah. It's never uh, happened to me in a while. So, of course, it's stressful. It's still a new situation for me. Yeah. Well, it's embarrassing. Uh, it's scary. You know, you, you see instances where people are, have to engage with the police when they're being investigated. And, you know, we know how horrible it can go. Uh, it's the yeah. type of thing where you feel sort of sick to your stomach when you're pulled over when it happens. And you, you're relieved when you get away. But then you're sitting there thinking to yourself, well, shit, what are the implications of this now? Yeah, and you're lucky. You're lucky. You've got a clean driving record because if you get two tickets in a two-year period or eighteen-month period in British Columbia, depending on the tickets, you got a pretty good chance you're going to get a driving prohibition. Really? So, wow. Yeah. So well, I know don't the get man another to call, ticket. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know the man to call in, in in case that happens. Knock on wood, it doesn't. But I'm interested to to hear what you're saying. You're saying that this is quite common. A lot of people are getting speeding tickets right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I get Google alerts for all sorts of things related to driving. You know, 20 years ago, I started going to traffic court uh, when I was just a brand new lawyer. And I was basically the only one who would ever go to traffic court. It was me. And sometimes I'd run into Kevin Philco and everybody was too embarrassed to go to traffic court. They were happy to defend people who broke into cars at Science World. But, you know, nobody wanted to defend a traffic <laughs> ticket because it was a new thing. And so, you yeah. know, kind of more and more lawyers started showing up over the years. But Kevin Philco and I, uh, and, you know, a couple other people have been defending tickets for a long time. I like defending tickets. So I started getting all the manuals and everything and paying attention to it. And, you know, I get Google alerts for all of these things related to driving. And, you know, people are speeding in the UK. They're speeding all over the United States, across Canada. Uh, there's that one guy who was at 308 kilometers an hour in a Mercedes in Ontario. Uh, wow. We're seeing, we're seeing speeding we haven't seen, you know, like this degree of it before paul i gotta ask you do cops ever pull someone over then just decide to let them go with a warning or is that like an urban myth oh no it does happen but it doesn't happen for the reasons it used to i mean most of us have a friend who cried their way out of a ticket uh that almost <laughs> never happens anymore because most of the officers just think it's an attempt at manipulating them uh, there right. are times that, that uh, you're pulled over and the police officer might say, okay, all right, well, fair enough. Uh, you're really, you know, straight with me and everything. And I'm not going to give you a ticket. I checked your, 
your driving record, you haven't had a ticket, there's nothing on uh, to show that you've had any police contact in the last 20 years. Uh, but for the hmm. most part, they've pulled you over, they've gone through those steps, they've conducted the investigation. Uh, most of the time, they're going to do it. Other times that they won't give you a ticket is, you know, they might see you, uh, they might make a speed estimate. The speed estimate might be vastly different from what their device is telling them. Uh, hmm. At which point they can pull you over, but they're never going to be able to prove that beyond a reasonable doubt in court. Uh, and so they might pull you over and let you think you're getting off, but chances are their evidence just wasn't very good. Uh, and they've made right. that decision. And that, because remember, you get a traffic ticket, right? You're innocent. You're innocent. You're innocent yeah. until proven guilty. You walk into the courtroom, if you dispute that ticket, you walk into the courtroom and the justice of the peace has to look across the room and say, hey, Mo, I, I recognize you from your famous podcast, you're innocent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, up until the end of the trial, right? Uh, at which yeah. point maybe you're found guilty and maybe, you know, your innocence is confirmed. Um, but, sure. um, you know, they still have to prove it. And on a ticket, thank goodness, thank goodness on a speeding ticket, it's a beyond, the reasonable, beyond a reasonable doubt standard. We still apply yeah. that standard. So the police still have to prove their case beyond a reasonable doubt. The police officer's got to come. They've got to testify. They have to have done everything you know, correctly, at least as far as the court's concerned. If you got a lawyer, chances are the lawyer's going to persuade the court that there's a bunch of other things that they should have done. Uh, and maybe they did it and maybe they didn't. Uh, and ultimately, you know, there's going to be a decision from the court. And, and traffic court is, a, is a, a, an interesting court to go to because all sorts of things happen in there. It's, it's sometimes really high drama. It's, it's, frankly, it's more interesting to watch usually than BC Supreme Court trials. <laughs> sure. Hey, did I ever tell you about the last time that a cop pulled me over before this ticket? No. What happened? Okay, so this was in 2013. I was driving my brand new Lincoln MKZ, the car that I'm still driving. I'm on the Barnett Highway, and I get pulled over. And I assume it's for speeding, although I wasn't really paying attention to how fast I was going, even though I didn't think I was being reckless or anything. So the cop comes by. He asks for my license and my registration, and that's it. He doesn't ask me anything or ask for anything else. He goes back to his vehicle. Five, ten minutes, he comes back to my car. He hands me my license and my registration, and he tells me I'm free to go. Now, I was so relieved that I just wanted to get out of there, and I didn't even ask why he pulled me over. <laughs> what do you think that was about? Uh, you know, it could be all sorts of different things. You might have been a guy who looked like you shouldn't have been driving that car. Uh, that, that, that does happen. I've seen your car. It's a lovely car. Uh, I didn't know that it was that old. I thought it was a couple of years old. Um, but yeah, that could be, I mean, there's all sorts of different things. I, I've seen, you know, I've been pulled over. My last ticket I got, uh, was a red light ticket and I disputed it because there was strange circumstances with it. But the police officer who pulled me over, drove past me after I went through the light. He was behind me. I recognized the car it was an undercover car. He drove past me, got down the street. I thought, oh, he's going after somebody else. He's got something more important, thank goodness, than me. No, he got mm -hmm. both of us. He pulled out of his car and got both of us. And he walked up to my car and asked me for my driver's license and didn't ask for the registration or anything, didn't look at me, didn't lean down, didn't confirm who I was. Now, those are all things they're supposed to do. We have something right. called the Shriver's Test in British Columbia, and this goes back to the 1960s, uh, where the court confirmed that if you – if you, if you go to the driver and say, you know, what's your name, what's your address, and, and they look like the picture on the license and the name and the address are correct, you can assume identity. 
Um, right. But he, he didn't do that, which really surprised me. But the, the interesting thing is, you know, every once in a while I see a, a young, an articled student or like a first or second year lawyer in traffic court defending a ticket for somebody and they think they're going to defend it on identification. Uh, mm. they, they think that's going to be it. And the police officer stands up and says, well, I shrivered him. And then, you know, that's the end of the evidence. <laughs> and then, then they're cross-examined sure. and, the, and the, you know, the young lawyer doesn't know what it is. And it's usually a, you know, more senior lawyer said, yeah, just go run that ticket. I'll run it on ID or something because they don't go to traffic court. Well, never run it on ID. I mean, I wasn't even going to run it on ID, even though the police officer didn't say anything to me. I ran into him in traffic court and I said, gee, you know, I hope you're sick on that day that you come for my ticket. And he goes, oh, that was you? I said, yeah, it was me. And I'm innocent. <laughs> so he didn't even recognize it was you when he, he had your license no, in his hand. But, you know, wow. I, I, went to, I went to traffic court the other day and there's an officer I've dealt with for 15 years. Um, you know, and it was a nice guy and he's a traffic officer. And I, I look at him and I'm like, I know you, but I don't remember your name. And I know him so yeah. well. Like I've had him in so many cases. I'm one of these people who are face blind. Some people have extreme ability to recognize people. Uh, and I'm the, like the far other end of the spectrum. I, I, I could be a police officer if I could just identify people by their car. <laughs> if I do identify them well, by I, their face, no way. If I ever get in trouble, I hope you recognize me, Paul. Oh, I always recognize you. You are absolutely <laughs> unforgettable and a star. <laughs> Oh, you are, you are too kind. Well, I appreciate that. And I appreciate this call, man. You're, you put me at ease a little bit. I feel like I'm not the only one that was out speeding lately. So well, I, I you're appreciate certainly not that. not the only one, but, you know, don't assume that you're guilty. Don't assume that you're guilty. Let's test the evidence. You know, you send that ticket over to the office and we'll check it out. You never know. That police officer could have got back at the end of the day and discovered that his, uh, that his scope was out on his laser or that his... Uh, that his hmm. tuning fork was defective or you never know. You never know. That's why we have the court system. It's up to them to prove All right, the case. Man. Yeah. Let's fight this thing. Sure. I'm in. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Nice to talk to you, Mo. Thanks so much, Paul. You take care of yourself. My pleasure. You too. Bye now.